you know, presence of God. You know, that's what we, as believers in Christ, that's what we desire. You know, it's not about the excitement of, of, of the program. It's not about, you know, what kind of coffee we serve or what kind of hospitality after service. But it's really about the encounter, that desire, you know, that each and everyone have or has, you know, uh, to, you know, to come before God and to really get a touch from God. Because I believe that God this morning can speak to each and every one of us in a personal way. Amen? More than just the voice of man, more than just the songs we sing or the music that we hear, because the Holy Spirit is still at work in our midst even right now. And today, I want to encourage you and to tell you that the Holy Spirit is still working. He is alive today and He is molding us, shaping us because He has a great destiny and a great you know, plan that you know, He has for each and every one of us. So, you know, this... This year, we started off with, with a faith series. We talk about faith almost every week. Amen? And today, I, I want to, you know, bring a little bit further uh, in terms of how we can walk in that kind of faith, that how God, you know, can, can do so much more in our lives. It's not that God can't do much in our lives. It's, a lot of times, is that we ourselves become the obstacle. We ourselves become, you know, that, that, that hindrance for God to work in our lives. All right? So today, I really hope that, you know, you open your heart, even as, as you hear the, the Word of God, that you will allow God to speak to you in such a tremendous and personal way that even things in your life that, that you know that you need to deal with, that you have the strength and the ability to, to even open up to God to deal with it. Because God has such a great destiny for each and every one of us, that we should not risk that destiny for something that's so temporal in our lives today. Amen? You guys okay? All right, I've not lost you, right? Okay, so you know in Matthew chapter 5, let's turn to Matthew chapter 5, and here it tells us that Jesus began His teaching ministry where He taught the Beatitudes. Everybody say Beatitudes. Some people say it's Beatitudes, all right? But you know, I, I, want, to tell, I want us to focus on it Alright, look at the Beatitudes and you would find that every time that when, when Jesus taught about this, He always says this, Blessed is He. Blessed are those. Amen? So here Jesus is giving us a, bless, a blessing plan that's based on attitudes. Alright? The Beatitudes are basically the blessed attitudes. So it's important for us to know and understand that. That, you know, the problem with many Christians or with many people is that they focus first on the blessing, then their attitude changes. But here Jesus tells us that in order for a change to take place or, you know, in order for a blessing to take place, it must first be a change in our attitude. So the blessing does not change the attitude. It's the attitude that will bring about the blessing of God in our lives. So if you have a, you know, a great attitude, it will bring you to a great altitude. Amen? So Jesus here tells us that if you want to climb, it is dependent on the level of your attitude in life. Amen? And one of the greatest instruments that God is doing in our lives today, even right now, in dealing and molding our character or attitude is in, is in the area of offenses. 
Everybody said offenses. Amen? In Luke chapter 17, verse 1, it says this, Then Jesus said to his disciples, It is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. So Jesus is saying to each and every one of us, this is his promise to us, that offenses will come. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, say this, I know what he's talking about. Amen? Offenses will come again and again and again and again. That's the promise of God for our lives. How many of us like that? We want like blessings and blessings and blessings and blessings. But Jesus is saying offenses and offenses and offenses and offenses. You see, if you avoid offenses, you avoid life. There's no way at all that you can build a bubble and live in it from offenses. And if you have lived longer, you will realize the longer you live, the more offenses you have to face in life. Amen? How many of you know what I'm talking about this morning? I believe that God will promote you to the level of your ability to handle offenses in your life. You must understand that the way you handle offenses will determine the way you live for the next 20, 30, or 40 years of your life. If we don't handle offenses right, it will affect our future. If you can't handle offenses, you will lose the promotion. If you are too sensitive, then you can't have it. You can't have the promotion in your life. It is the same in the kingdom of God. Even in the working world, you don't want to work under someone who is too sensitive or easily offended. How many of you would love to have bosses like that in your life? That everything also, they are offended because of you. You won't want to, right? Amen? Nothing worse than putting a person with a small heart in a big position. So that goes, man, you guys hear what I said, right? There's nothing worse than to put a person with a small heart with a big position. Amen? Yeah. It's, the thing is this, that a lot of times that we as Christians, we tend to think that faith is all about doing the great and mighty things to achieve the impossible. But I want to tell you this morning that faith has also to do with the way we deal with offenses. How do we handle offenses in our lives? This is the question. We all know offenses will come. So the big word to handle offenses is this word called forgiveness. Everybody say it, forgiveness. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, forgive. Jesus told the disciples in Matthew chapter 18, verse 22, to forgive 70 times 7. 70 times 7. That's a lot of times. 70 times 7 is 490. Yeah? But the thing is this, that if you were to forgive every time and you count every time, that's a lot to count. Oh, I forgive once, I forgive twice. It's a lot to count. So, but as you keep doing it, you know what will happen? Why Jesus says 70 times 7? It's because Jesus 
knows that when you, when you keep forgiving, you won't be bothered about counting anymore. You get what I mean? You just don't be bothered about how many times anymore because that has become so much part of you that you are not bothered at all about the offences or rather the people who have offended you because you have now have this attitude in your life that you're able to forgive. And that is the kind of attitude that Jesus is looking for in each and every one of us. So forgiveness, all right? Forgiveness. Let it go. Turn to three other person around you, tell that person, let it go. Amen? Forgiveness, forgiveness is not about I agree with you or I am right and you are wrong. You know, sometimes when we, come, we think about forgiveness, we define it in such a way that, you know, you need to seek forgiveness after, you know, uh, from me because you know that you have done wrong to me. That's not what forgiveness is all about. It is not the matter of the perpetrator. It is a matter of the person that's being offended. You see, friends, if you offend me once, sorry for you. But if I keep regurgitating it, keep on thinking about it, meditate on it, make it, you know, such a vendetta in my life that, you know, I, I want you to, to ask forgiveness from me, then it'll be shame on me. See, we live in a society where the society glorifies revenge. We watch movies that when someone does wrong to some other person and when the person takes revenge, well, everybody clap. It's like become a hero. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and somehow that there is that, 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 that excitement and the glory where, you know, where, where people take revenge. But it's not an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Jesus is saying that you need to let go. You need to forgive. Don't give the perpetrator the power over your life. If someone offends you or offended you, don't give the power to that person by dwelling in it because it's not worth it. Don't wait for the person to say sorry to you. Let it go. Some people, they are still holding on offenses by people who have already passed on. They won't come back to life and say sorry. You get what I mean? Come on, let it go. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, let it go. Friends, why is it important to let it go? Why is it important to forgive? Because what is in front of you is more important than what is behind you. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. You have too much to risk to be bound by someone in the past, by someone who has offended you. Don't risk your destiny because of what others have done to you. Friends, again, don't put your life on hold because of that someone. Why people can't move forward? You know, maybe it's because of a relationship, because of the guy, because of the woman, and you know what? You, you are stuck and you are not moving forward. Maybe it's because of, you know, some issues and you're not moving forward and you're still stuck there waiting, you know, for a person to come to apologize to you. I tell you what, that's not the way to live. God has so much more in store for us because I believe that as believers in Christ, man, I tell you what, you are too big to think that small. You are too high to go that low. Yeah. 
Amen? You are too powerful to be that petty on little things. How many of you believe that God has a great plan and a great destiny for your life? Amen? You believe that? You believe that, you know, that tomorrow is going to be better for you, you know, than today? I believe that. But the thing is this, if we hold on to unforgiveness, if we can't let it go, if we hold on to offenses, you know what? It will rob us of our future. You know, in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, in the New Living Translation, it says this, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. This is the promise of God to us, that we will soar like eagles. <laughs> eagles don't flutter like chickens. Yeah? You are meant to soar, not fluttering. How many of you have seen a chicken trying to fly? Put all effort, but never, never take off. Even if it takes off, it's just for a short moment. But when, you know, we, we watch National Geographic, we watch Animal Planet, and when we see the eagle is such an elegant, and it's such an elegant bird, when it spreads its wing and it soars, man, I tell you, you'll be like, wow, it's so majestic. But you know what? God says that we can soar on wings like eagles. That is what God has purposed and destined for us. Friends, one thing about eagles is this. I did a little bit of study on eagles and, and, and it, it, it tells us that, that eagles, when a storm is approaching, they know it. It's their instinct to know that storms are coming. So when the wind blows and, and it knows that, that the storm is going to come and you know what the eagle will do? It will, it will fly against the wind, it will fly towards the storm because as the wind blows, it, will, it, will, it, it goes against the wind and then the wind drift pushes it up and then it spreads its wings and it soars above the storm. That's what God says of us when offences come. Friends, when the wind of offences come, you know what? We spread our wings of forgiveness. And when that wind comes, man, when we spread our wings, we will soar. The drift will push us up above the offences. Amen? And not offences over us, but we over the offences. Amen? Friends, if something bad has happened to you, it doesn't mean that God is angry with you. It doesn't mean that God, you know, is so terrible that He would love to place people around you to offend you. It may be painful now, but pain is the essence of growth. Alright? Pain is the essence of growth. Without pain, you can't grow. Just like a seed that's embedded deep in the soil had to fight its way to break through the ground. But the moment it does that, you know what? It steps into a whole new world. The day will come when the surrounding darkness will see light in your life. The day will come when the offenses that seems to, to want to cloud you and causes you, you know, causes darkness over you. I tell you what, if we have a great attitude and if we are able to release that forgiveness, we will push through that darkness and break into the light that God 
you know, has prepared for us. Friends, you may, be, you may feel that you are embedded in pain right now, but know this, you can't be a tree if you still want to live like a seed. Amen? You can't be a tree if you still live like a seed. You can't be set free if you still hold on to offenses in your life. Jesus said this, in John chapter 12, verse 24, I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone, but its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. Death to the seed is the dying of the form. It's not the dying of the essence. You see, you know what offenses will do to you, it will want to bring a form to you. It will want to, you know, envelop you and causes the essence to die within you. But what we need to do is that forgiveness, all right? What forgiveness does is this, it causes the form to die so that the essence will come to life. Amen? You guys get me? All right? So forgiveness... That is why Jesus said 70 times 7 when it comes to forgiveness. So that the form dies, but the essence comes to life. And the essence that Christ has for us is life more and more abundantly. Amen? We are, we are, we are too big to be limited by the form of offenses. God has so much in store for us to be able, you know, to, you know, to so much for us to do great and mighty things. But don't let unforgiveness, don't let offenses stand in the way. Our faith can grow so much more. Don't let offenses stand in the way. I've heard of Christian leaders or, you know, saying this, you know, as long as the other person is not serving ourselves. What kind of attitude is that? You are not going to grow in, in your faith if you're going to have that kind of attitude. Amen? Yeah. And your life is not going to be enhanced if you hold on to offenses in your life. How many of you feel happy when you hold on to offenses? How many of you feel good when you have unforgiveness? I tell you what happens is this, that if you, if you hold on to offenses, if you have unforgiveness in your life, you know what you always imagine the worst to happen to the person who offended you? You wish that a person, you know, is going gonna, is gonna to experience something similar than, than what he has done to you. But I tell you what, friends, that's not the way to live. The way to live is to soar above all this. Amen? Even in the wind of offenses, we soar above it. Amen? And to see Jesus, thank you. 70 times 7. Amen? Hallelujah. Don't flutter like a chicken. Yeah, one thing, the difference between a chicken and an eagle is very, very apparent. When you see a chicken, you know it's a chicken. <laughs> Eagles have such great vision that they can see their prey from miles away. 
Friends, that tells us that even as Christians, we need to have a vision that's further than what a chicken can see. Because whatever the chicken can see is just surrounding. But what an eagle can see is far greater. Amen? Than what a chicken's vision is. Friends, forgiveness is something all of us want to receive. But most people hesitate to give. Let me tell you something. If you have harbored unforgiveness in your life, Unforgiveness is not a shield. It is a robber and a thief. It robs you of your joy in life. It steals from you the joy of life. A lot of people, when once they're offended, they build a shield around them thinking that, oh, you know, I'm I'm not going to allow that to happen again and stuff like that. I tell you what, it's not a shield for you. But it's a fortress that keeps you in and you can't see what is beyond the wall in your life don't allow that to happen unforgiveness is a learned behavior no one start off being unforgiving no one start off like having that 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 dream in their life to be unforgiving it's a learned behavior so what can be learned means it also can be unlearned. Unforgiveness will only harm you, not your enemy. Why faith and forgiveness? Faith and forgiveness are connected. The moment we receive Christ, we ask and receive forgiveness. Am I right? We ask God to forgive us of our sins. We receive that forgiveness for all the wrongs that we have done. If faith in Christ has brought forgiveness, then faith in Christ also releases forgiveness. Let it go. Let it go. Much that you receive, freely give. We have received that forgiveness from God. Come on you can release that forgiveness. Amen. The offenses that comes to you, you can release forgiveness. Friends, our attitude in this will determine how far we can grow in our faith in Christ. They are interconnected. Friends, maybe you've been hurt before by someone. And maybe this morning you are still holding on to that hurt. And hoping that a person will come to you and say, oh, I'm so sorry I did this. Friends, let me tell you what. Don't give the perpetrator that kind of space in your life. You're wasting space. There's so much greater things that can be filled in your life. Don't let that guy or that girl rob you of that. Hey, maybe if someone, you you know, some things that might happen to you, don't let that rob you of the life that you can have in Christ Jesus. Amen? Forgiveness. Let it go. You know, sometimes why people, they just can't grow. No matter what they do, they they attend meetings, they do this, they do that, they go for Bible study and all this, they pray and stuff like that, but yet they can't grow. Why? Because this aspect of their lives. 
There's no release. It's taking up space. But we need to learn to release it. Friends, this year, 2019, I believe is going to be a year where God is going to do great things in and through our lives. That means there's also a lot of, going to be a lot of adjustments, a lot of movements in our lives. And I pray that one of the biggest furniture that we need to move in our lives is offenses. I believe that every one of us here in our lives, every one of us, including myself, we have a certain level of offenses that we hold on to. But can we this morning decide to let it go? Amen? So that we can have that life that God has promised us. Amen? How many of you are glad when Jesus, when He was on the cross and He said this, forgive them for they know not what they do. These are the same people who have crucified Him and put Him on the cross. And Jesus said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And if we live that kind of life, I tell you, you will enjoy life more than holding on to offenses or unforgiveness in your life. You want your faith to grow, there must be forgiveness. It's not about God give me more faith and God just put but we need to make space. Amen? Maybe, you know, some, we really need to release that. And I can tell you this, it's worth it. It is worth it. Don't live in that seed because of the offenses in your life. Because every seed is meant to grow, to become a tree and to produce. Just as how Jesus has said, the kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies. Then it will produce more kernels. The harvest of many lives. Think about the future of your family, the future of your life. What forgiveness can do for you. Maybe some of us thinking that, man, is this, why, why is, is this so unfair? How come other people are, are having you know, such great things and, and you are not? And people take offense in that. And then they begin to compare. That's also a form of offenses. No one goes around and says, oh, come on, compare with me, compare with me. But somehow you just feel that, you know, that you, you compare because offenses have taken place in your life. Amen? How many of you have friends who, who are, you know, who are doing very well and, and you know, they, they, are, they are like, you know, they are blessed in every way you see them, that they will come to you and say, hey, you know what, compare with me. We don't have friends like that, right? But sometimes when we see them and we, you know, in our hearts, we, we begin to compare, how come our God? He's doing so well and I'm, I'm still struggling. How come He already has this and I'm still having have, you know, if we are not careful, those things is going to cause unforgiveness to grow and then it will stop us from growing and we'll live like chickens fluttering through our lives instead of soaring on high on wings of eagles. Faith is meant for us to soar, not to flutter, but to soar. Friends, this morning, 
in a while more, we're going to pray. Amen. I believe every one of us have a certain measure of offenses. Maybe, you know, your ex-boyfriend or your ex-girlfriend, maybe it's that guy or that, that, that you know, that, that, that girl or, or, you know, it could be your ex-wife you know, or ex-husband or whatever. It could be your boss. It could be your teacher. It could be anyone. It could be even your pastor. You know, some people get offended by me because I never compromise on what I preach. You know, I have people who come up to me and say, you know, pastor, your message is not deep. Your message is very simple. And I look at that and say, thank you. I'm not offended by that because I'm, I'm just happy that you understand what I'm saying. You understand what I'm, where I'm getting at? But if I'm not careful, I'll say, well, what do you mean I'm not intelligent? Ah? I tell you what, do you know that the kind of life to live is so terrible? That every week I'm, I'm just forcing myself to, to sound intelligent? Say words that you have never heard before? Then I watch Spelling Bee? Then see all the words that, well, you know, don't know what kind of words. Then you mean, huh? I would rather people understand than people to look at me and say that, wow, you know, Pastor, you are so, you know, so deep that I still need to process this. I want you to be able to process immediately as you hear. That's my aim. But you know what? Like I said, I don't take offenses in things like that. I have people even came up to me and say, Pastor, you know, I don't think that, you know, this church suits me because your messages are too simple. I need something deeper. I say, by all means, go. I'm not like, huh? Why? Not deep enough, man. I, I don't. I say, by all means, go. I'm fine with that. You get what I mean? Because I believe the kingdom is far greater. Amen? Than just, you know, just our church. Because that is the kingdom of God. Amen? Yeah. And people can take offenses in anything. You know, some people I, I know, I've known that they, they take offenses just because somebody commented and you know, hey, I don't think pink looks good on you. And then they oh, you and hate each other for the next 20 years. For what? You know, we laugh, right? But sometimes it's just so silly things that can happen because the heart is too small. What Jesus is saying, come on, you want to have faith, you've got to have a bigger heart. Because faith is powerful. And when it comes with that kind of power, God wants people with a bigger heart, not a small heart. If you have that kind of power that can heal the sick and move mountains and stuff like that, but you have a small heart, I tell you what, it will create more problems in this world than to bring solution to this world. So friends, I believe this morning we need to check. Maybe some of us over this Chinese New Year have been offended. Went back to your hometown, you are still not married yet, and they say, you know, when? Uh, make sure this is the last ang pao I give you. Uh. He's been saying that for the past, since you were 16 years old, alright? And you take offense of the auntie or the uncle, or someone comes to you and says, huh, still having no, no, no children yet? Uh. 
And then you get offended. Hey, come on, guys. There's no point. Say all they want. But what I really want is that God says that we can mount up with wings like eagles and soar on high. That's the promise that God has for us. Even when offenses come again and again, we will fly higher and higher and higher. Amen? So friends, this morning it's time to release forgiveness. Maybe in your family, your parents have done something wrong to you. Release it, guys. No point holding on to it. Remember, the power that God has for you is far greater than what an offence can do to you. Amen? So this morning, friends, it's time to be free. It's time to let it go. Amen? I wanted, you know, I was thinking maybe I should get the theme to sing that song, Let It Go, you know, by in Frozen. But as I listen to it, I don't understand what the song is really talking about because the song is, is kind of like, you know, confusing. Like she, she's happy that she has this kind of power, but at the same time, she's worried about what people, you know, will think of her. So I say, cannot, cannot, cannot. All right. So my version is Let It Go. It's really Let It Go. Amen? Because friends, you can walk out of this place a new person. You can walk out this, of this place without carrying that burden on your shoulders anymore because Jesus said, come to me and I will give you rest. You don't have to carry that. You may be carrying that for the past 20 years, 30 years. It's time to let it go. You have so much of life that's in front of you. Amen? Don't waste your life by carrying that burden anymore. Let it go. You know, I, every time when I fly, I always, you know, I always find it very intriguing that when you're at the counter, they will check, you know, before you check in your bag, they will weigh your baggage so that you will not be overweight. Yeah? So it will weigh, you have to pay for it. You know, when I look at that, I say, wow, sometimes it's, it's so true to our lives. That's what happens when we carry offences in our lives. When there's overweight, we have to pay for it. Amen? You get what I mean? That's the problem. We, we overweight, not in terms of our physical, but overweight in terms of, 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 the, of, of the offenses that we carry. Let it go. Why we want to check in the bag is because we don't want to carry anything with us. Am I right? That's why we check in. Leave it to the plane. It'd be so silly, right? You're paid for the baggage and everything and you still carry it. Jesus has paid for your baggage. Come on. Why still want to carry? No, Jesus took it and he threw it away. You're like, no. For what? Jesus wants you to walk with him, not to drag with him. You know what I mean? Come on, guys. It's time. It's time. It's time. Don't waste time. If you are young, I tell you what, there's so much ahead of you. If you are not that young, I tell you what, enjoy whatever remaining of your life. Don't carry that offences. You get what I mean? Amen? Hallelujah. Because what is ahead is far greater than what is behind. God has something in store for every one of you. Amen? We can travel like the... Turn your neighbour, tell your neighbour, you can travel like the... Turn to the other neighbour, tell the other neighbour, let it go! Hallelujah. Amen? Hallelujah.
Lord, you have set us free. You have set us free. Lord, you have set us free. Come on, everybody, just say this. Jesus has set me free. Oh, come on, say it ten times louder. Jesus has set me free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, thank you, God. You know, why not every one of us, wherever we are standing, just close your eyes. Because this morning, I believe there needs to be some dumping of offenses, some release of forgiveness. Because God wants you to travel lighter. He doesn't want you to be overburdened. He wants you to be able to stand up and to be able to look straight as what is in front of you. If you carry too much burden on you, you always be facing down because the weight is pushing you down. But Jesus wants you to stand upright and to look in front. Amen. Not on the ground, but to look in front. Amen. So this morning, friends, I don't know what you have gone through in your life. It might be the breakup, it might be this, it might be that guy, it might be that girl, you know, uh, you know and, and who comes to you and say, you know, the problem is not you, it's me. You know, those kind of nonsense. You know, and, and you take offense in that. I, I, I tell you what, friends, it's time to let it go. Maybe someone has said something to you, have hurt you. It's time to let it go. Don't hold on to it. Don't give the power to the perpetrator in your life. God has redeemed you. Amen? Release that forgiveness. Always remember this. The Bible says that vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. God, you know, is your avenger. Hallelujah. So this morning, with every eyes closed all across this place, friends, we can leave this place a new person. We can leave this place being lighter, releasing that burden, that offenses, releasing that forgiveness. So friends, I don't know what you may have gone through, but this morning, you are saying, Jesus, once and for all, as far as I can remember, all that those that have offended me and all the offenses that I've harbored, Lord, this morning, I laid all down, it's final. I don't want to regurgitate it anymore. Lord, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I forgive. I release. If you are that person, wherever you are standing, with every eyes closed, just lift both your hands up to the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Leave it up high. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God is doing something. Oh, in our midst this morning. Come on. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Oh, Jesus has set you free. Oh, Rabaseriano, Rediana, Rabarabahano. Oh, no more, no more. Oh, Rabaserian, Rediabarabahano. Oh, it is final. I'm set free. Oh, I lay it all down. Oh, in Jesus' name. Shoko, Rediana, Rediabarabarabahane. Sono, Rediano, Rediabarabarabahane, Diabasono. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, you see these hands are raised before you. Lord, we thank you that the light has come into our situations. The light has come, Lord, into our offenses. Father, we thank you 
that God, that your word says that we can forgive 70 times 7. Lord, it is not impossible. Lord, your word says, oh God, that it is possible, oh God. And Lord, we choose, oh God, your ways instead of our ways. We choose, Lord, to, to Lord, your word instead of our emotions, oh God. So Lord, we know that this is the right thing to do, to release that forgiveness, to not allow that offenses to, those offenses, oh God, to hold us back. Father, I also pray, Lord, for everyone, Lord, that may have offended someone. Father, I pray also for their grace, Lord, to also seek for forgiveness. Lord, you have said in your word that woe to him that the offenses come. Lord, we pray, O oh God, that we will not be people who will keep on offending other people, O oh God. But Lord, we pray that we, your word says that blessed are the peacemakers. So Lord, we pray, O oh God, in Jesus' name, every one of us, Lord, will be a peacemaker in the kingdom of God. So Lord, we thank you. Lord, give us a bigger heart. Lord, we know, Father, that Lord, that you have so much in store for every one of us. Lord, I pray that those, oh Lord, that have lifted up their hands as they choose, oh God, Lord, to release, Lord, all this unto you. Father, I pray, give them a greater vision. Lord, give them, oh Father, a bigger vision, oh Father. So Lord, we thank you, oh Lord, that Lord, that it's possible, Lord, to live our lives in that manner. So Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Faith and forgiveness, it goes hand in hand. Lord, we thank you, we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray and everyone say, Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Amen, amen. You know, turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, I'm set free. Amen. Turn to your other neighbor, tell the other neighbor, let it go. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. You know what, friends? I believe that this life that we have in Christ is going to be such an enjoyable, you know, uh, a journey, even though filled with challenges, filled with offenses. But you know what? We will rise above all these things. We will ride these winds of challenges. We will ride these winds of, of offenses and we will soar above it because that's what we are called to be. Amen? Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor this before you go. You're an eagle, not a chicken. All right? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Even as before we end, all right, let's, let's declare the benediction. Amen. Hallelujah. Now may the love of the Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us in our going out, in our coming in. Father, thank you that you have set us free. Thank you that we can walk out of this place as a new person. Lord, because of what Jesus had done, oh God. Lord, no more the baggages and the burden of offenses. Lord, thank you, oh God. That your grace, your mercy, your joy, your love is upon us, O God. We praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray everyone say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. This sermon has been brought to you by Harvest Generation Church. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged.